0: Hello, this is Meghnaad from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, July 3rd, and the year 2020 is now 50% complete. Congratulations! First up, here are some pandemic updates. The number of reported coronavirus cases in India rose 7% over the last two days to reach 625,000. This is in line with the preceding 48-hour period. The death toll has reached 18,213 after growing 4.7% over the last two days. This is slower than the growth in the preceding 48 hour period when it went up by 5.6%. So far this week, the number of cases has gone up by 14% and deaths by 11% since Monday. The death count in India has nearly doubled in the last 19 days. The number of infections is now twice what it was 20 days ago, and if it continues to rise at the same rate, it could hit the 7 lakh mark by next Tuesday. Over the past few weeks, new infections and deaths have been rising faster in India than in most other badly hit countries. The country's death toll is the 8th worst in the world. Among countries with more than 5,000 deaths, India has recorded the second biggest spike in deaths and biggest jump in confirmed cases over the past week. In a strong message to China, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said today that the era of expansionism is over and history is proof that expansionists have either lost or were forced to turn back. The Prime Minister added that bravery is a prerequisite for peace and that those who are weak can never initiate peace. PM Modi gave an address to the armed forces in the region after he arrived today morning in Leh to review the ongoing border conflict. The Prime Minister made the remark after meeting the soldiers who were injured in the violent Galwan clashes. 20 Indian Army personnel had lost their lives in the face of last month. Modi was accompanied by Chief of Defense Staff General Bipin Rawat and Army Chief General M.M. Naravane. At NEMU, the trio interacted with Army, Air Force and ITBP personnel. This is the first high-profile visit from the executive leadership to the region ever since the border standoff erupted in early May. In his address, Modi said, quote, your courage is higher than the heights where you are posted today. When the safety of the country is in your hands, then there is a belief. Not only me, but the entire nation believes in you and is not worried. You inspire every citizen to work day and night. Our resolve for Atmanirbar Bharat has become stronger because of you and your strong resolve. The valor shown by you has shown India's strength on the global front. India's enemies have seen your fire and fury. Those who are weak can never initiate peace. Bravery is the prerequisite for peace. Your willpower is as strong and firm as Himalayas. The whole country is proud of you. Nemo is located at a height of 11,000 feet and among one of the tough terrains in the region. It lies on the banks of River Indus and is surrounded by the Zanskar range. While paying tributes to the soldiers during his Manki Bath address last Sunday, Modi had said, quote, Those who cast an evil eye on Indian soil in Ladakh have got a befitting response. India honors the spirit of friendship. She is also capable of giving an appropriate response to any adversary without shying away. Our brave soldiers have proven that they will not let anyone cast an evil eye on the glory and honor of Mother India, unquote. Meanwhile, China voiced its disapproval as Prime Minister Narendra Modi made the surprise visit. Zhao Lijian, Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson, said on the PM's Ladakh visit, quote, India and China are in communication and negotiations on lowering the temperature through military and diplomatic channels. No party should engage in any action that may escalate the situation at this point, unquote. The Prime Minister's visit is being seen as a morale booster for the armed forces and a powerful message to China. PM Modi is expected to return from Ladakh in the evening and is expected to hold a meeting with the Home Minister and Defence Minister. The Indian Council of Medical Research, ICMR, is fast-tracking efforts to develop vaccine in partnership with Bharat Biotech International Limited. A letter issued by the Office of Balram Bhargav director-general of ICMR, says that the first made-in-India coronavirus vaccine may be launched by August 15th. A dozen institutes have been selected for clinical trials of the indigenous COVID-19 vaccine. The institutes have been asked by the ICMR to step up clinical trials as it is a priority project monitored at the topmost level of the government. The letter says Quote, the vaccine is derived from a strain of SARS-CoV-2 isolated by ICMR National Institute of Virology, Pune. ICMR and BBIL are jointly working for the pre-clinical as well as clinical development of this vaccine. It is envisaged to launch the vaccine for public health use latest by 15th August 2020 after completion of all clinical trials, unquote. ICMR told the institutes that the final outcome will depend on the cooperation of all clinical trial sites involved in this project and advised them to speed up approvals related to clinical trials. It has asked them to ensure that subjects are enrolled starting this week. The letter also says, quote, non-compliance will be viewed very seriously. Therefore, you are advised to treat this project on highest priority and meet the given timelines without any lapse, unquote. The institutes selected for the clinical trial are in Vishakhapatnam, Rotak, New Delhi, Patna, Belgaum, Nagpur, Gurakpur, Kattan Kulathur, Hyderabad, Aryanagar, Kanpur, and Goa. Worldwide, scientists are racing to produce a vaccine for the deadly virus that has infected over 10 million people and caused more than 500,000 deaths. No vaccine has been approved for commercial use against COVID-19 yet. More than a dozen possible vaccines from over 100 being developed globally are being tested on humans. Some have shown potential in early stage trials. A terrorist who had killed a Central Reserve police force, Jawan, and six-year-old boy in Jammu and Kashmir last week was shot dead yesterday night in an encounter in Srinagar. Zahid Das had managed to escape on Tuesday after security forces cornered him in Anantnag. The troops of Special Operations Group and the CRPF launched a joint security operation last night in Malbagh area of Srinagar. A CRPF Jawan was also killed in line of duty during the encounter. The Kashmir zone police tweeted this morning quote, Killer of JKP and CRPF personnel at Bich Behara, Anand Nag, and one six year old boy, terrorist Zahid Das killed in yesterday's encounter at Srinagar. Big success for JKP and CRPF." Unquote. Last week, a CRPF Jawan was killed when a road-opening team in Bijbehara area in Anantag came under attack. Six-year-old Nihan Bhatt was sleeping in a parked car in the area when he was hit by a bullet during the terror attack on June 26. Police say the terrorist was on a bike and opened fire from a pistol. The killing provoked immense anger and condemnation. Soon after the attack, the police released a photo of Jahid Das, a terrorist of the radical group Islamic State. 48 terrorists were killed last month in separate encounters. JNK police chief Dilbagh Singh informed the media, quote, during the last five and a half months, over 100 terrorists have been neutralized. Out of them, 50 plus were from the Hizbul Mujahideen, around 20 from the lashkar e 20 from jaish e and the rest from smaller outfits like Al-Badar, Ansar, Gazwatul Hind. <laughs> Nepal was in turmoil yesterday after Prime Minister K.P. Sharma Oli refused to yield to party pressure and stepped down. He got both houses of parliament prorogued without consulting their presiding officers to ward off threats to his continuance in office. The move angered his Maoist partners led by former Prime Minister Pushpa Kamal Dahal. Dahal met President Vidya Devi Bhandari to protest Oli's unconstitutional action and its instant endorsement by her. In another development, a crucial meeting of the party's central committee has been deferred till Saturday as efforts are being made to keep the party intact. Oli was said to be toying with the idea of promulgating an ordinance to effect a change in the law that would allow him to explore the possibility of splitting the ruling NCP. He could stitch a new coalition, possibly with the opposition Nepali Congress under Sher Bahadur Duba, to remain in power. Oli is also under fire for a remark that India was plotting with a section of Nepal's political leadership to topple his government. There is a deep division in the ruling party over Oli's functioning in general and his handling of relations with India in particular. Angry party members said he had put the government and the party in a difficult spot with unsubstantiated charges and must step down. As the chorus grew and pressure mounted, the Oli cabinet recommended that the House of Representatives and Rashtriya Sabha be prorogued. The presiding officers of the two houses were not consulted. President Bhandari signed instantly on the recommendation. NCP spokesperson and former Deputy Prime Minister Narayan Kaji Shreshta acknowledged that the party was going through a deep crisis and efforts were on to keep the unity. It is expected that Oli will soon make changes in the cabinet by dropping rebels. He may also bring an ordinance to effect a change in law to split the party. The provision that requires 40% support of both the parliamentary party and central committee to allow a split may be tweaked to 40% support of either the parliamentary party or the central committee. Sources say that both Oli and Bhandari feel they have been betrayed by Dahal, who had assured him that he would not let members press too hard for Oli's resignation. And now for some amazing stuff from the sanity-filled oasis of newslaundry.com. Pune police have been struggling to keep morale up as COVID-19 cases rise among their own. Three officers have died and 122 have tested positive. Officers work long hours handling everything from fumigation to food distribution to contact tracing and the chances of testing positive are high. Our reporter Prateek Goyal did a ground report on what sort of difficulties this police department is facing during this pandemic. It's quite revealing. Do read it on newslaundry.com. Fans of newsletters, we have some weekly newsletters for you to follow. We have NL Digest, a guide to the best of our stories from our editors and reporters. There is Stop Press, a newsletter which will help you track the news media ecosystem and make sense of it. Then we have Highway on My Podcast, a plunge into trivia and behind-the-scenes moments with Rocky and Mayur's travels across India. We have News Laundry Dark, our Hindi newsletter to give you a rundown of the stories from the desk of NL Hindi. And finally, do consider subscribing to Mic Drop, a weekly capsule of our latest podcast. Newslaundry has some of India's most followed podcasts on media, politics, pop culture, food and more. You should definitely check them out. And as always, please do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com. We are a 100% publicly funded operation, which means the only way to continue doing what we do is to depend on you. We ask you to support us so that we can serve you and only you. No corporations, no government, only you. Support independent media and pay to keep news free. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. Stay safe, stay healthy and don't become a zombie. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent